0: On today's episode, we are gonna take a look at my top two favorite Chinese stocks. So let's get started. Like I mentioned, on today's episode, I'm gonna take a look at my top two favorite Chinese stocks and that's actually gonna be Tencent and Huya. So pretty much this episode what we're going to take a look at we're going to take a look at their most recent earnings most recent stock price performance this company's the overview of what this company does and the reasons why i enjoy the company and finally a quick valuation of the company I also do very in-depth analysis if you have guys have been watching my previous videos I just did Alibaba I just did Spotify and what was the NVIDIA are the three most recent that have done so well so if you guys want me to do any of those um, if you guys want me to do a very in-depth analysis for any of these two companies feel free to post in the comments if any company gets at least um, its name repeated 10 times I promise I would do that company next. like always guys don't forget to hit the subscribe button the thumbs up and the bell it helps the small channel out so much and i truly appreciate the support i'm getting from you guys all right so the first company we're going to take a look at is tencent and tencent at the end of the day closed at about five percent down and a huge a huge thing is happening right now here in the united states where a bill is getting passed that might have some effect in chinese stocks and that is actually having an end result where a lot of investors might be pulling out and driving the stock price down i actually did do an episode on that i think two episodes before this so if you guys want to learn more about that feel free to check that video out afterwards but to me i understand there is risk in investing in outside companies so whenever there is risk you have to learn how to mitigate it for example one way for me how i deal with this risk is i have for example an initial position amount when i open up a stock if it's over the c stock that position is a lot smaller than if it was a united states stock so i do think one important thing for any investor or trader is to always understand your risk always understand and understand how you can mitigate that risk so like i said right this company ended the day at five percent down but let's compare it to february 20th February 20th was pretty much when the whole market started going down um, so I like to compare all my stocks to that time frame and compared to them this company is pretty much flatlined. it's up about 8% so uh, uh, to me it, it's it hasn't moved and that to me is actually pretty crazy right especially for the types of market this company hits and we're gonna see this company is in markets that do very well even though the co- even though of COVID-19 so i do think a big part of it right now is due to the whole bill and investors just are, are moving out and i wonder if this is creating some form of buying opportunities to those that understand the risk and aren't willing to mitigate that risk all right so i keep talking that this company is in a little bit of area so tencent is pretty much a monster in, in china and what they do they actually invest in different companies and have Have a big portion of of equity in a lot of different companies. You can say they're like the Shark Tank of China. It would be an easy way to say. So they are, for example, in social media. In social media, they have a lot of. They have WeChat, which is one of their biggest things. But they also have Tencent QQ. They are also pretty big in video games. And this is one of the main reasons I ended up finding this company was because I am very bullish on esports. In video games, they owned a lot of different companies, even. If you don't know much about video games, you probably know about the top video games like Fortnite, you probably know about League of Legends, you probably know about Activision Blizzard, you probably know about um, Fortnite, PUBG, all these are top games right now. And Tencent has some form of ownership in those types, of, in those companies, right? It has full ownership of Riot Games, which also creates some amazing games so you can see this come and this is how i end up finding it and then i ended up finding that this company is in so many different markets this company is also in television and cinema they do create their own books their comic books animated series video games so like I music music they are they actually own about 10 percent. they did in 2017 they actually swapped ownership with with um with Spotify that they own about 10% stake of Spotify and Spotify actually owns 10% of their music industry here so and in march 20th in this year march 2020 this company acquired 10 percent of vivendi's stake in universal music group which is the largest music group ever so this company and i can keep going video streaming this company owns 15 percent of jd of jd.com it owns utilities it owns other types it it isn't also some form of clouding so this company is in different markets, and most of these markets are very bullish. Again, the main reasons I the main reason I found Sentin was because esports. And just because of that esports, this has become one of my favorite companies. All right. So now that we understand what Tencent does and how they are all over the place, I wanted to talk about um, how their latest earnings happened. So their latest earnings was on May 13th. On May 13th, they reported there they beat quarter one non-gap earnings per share, and they also beat um, regular gap earnings per share. On revenue, revenue was up 26% compared to same time last year, and it was also a B. So the reason I'm not giving numerical value is because they do represent their num- um, their currency in B. and I just hate pronouncing that word because I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing it wrong. So I just want to give percentage-wise or values. And if at some point I might say dollar, guys, this is just a, 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 a quick... A quick warning, there might be times when I might say dollars. This is not United States currency dollars. I'm talking about their Chinese currency, which is, like I said, renminbi. And maybe one of these days, I keep doing all these Chinese stocks videos. I might end up pronouncing this damn word properly. So this company did report some highlights for this most recent earnings. And like I said, guys, if you guys want me to do a very in-detail, in-depth analysis, feel free to post in the comments. If I get the name at least 10 times in the comments, I will do any of these companies. And it doesn't have to be any of these two. It can be any other company you guys want. It can be a completely, completely different company. Um, but back into the highlights of their earnings in quarter one, this company reported online game side of business grew 31% compared to same time last year. Ad revenue grew about 32% compared to same time last year. And you might be like, hey Jose, you never talked about ad revenue, and that's because ad rev- And when we were taking a look at this company's business, but remember, this company is in e-commerce, it's in video streaming, it's in music, it's in comics, it's in television and cinema, and it's in video sectors it's also in companies that do streaming platforms so all of this stuff usually has some form of advertisement just like if you're watching a youtube video right now it'll be so funny if an ad actually just popped up right now i'm not gonna time it i usually it just goes on its own but that's that's the form of revenue of when we talk about ad revenue gain so all those other platforms that they're in they also sell some form of advertisement during there um and this was actually pretty rare right because during this quarter it was a whole pandemic happening especially in china where this is the company where the company is from but they still saw about a 32 percent increase in ad revenue and then Tencent actually gave some warning about future quarters they do say that the gaming consumption might end up decreasing in the upcoming quarters especially as people go back to work game gaming activities are gonna go back to normal but one thing they do say is as that happens and uh, as more people go back to work, more businesses. And once most more businesses open up the advertisement is going to see a headwind and a headwind there. So they're going to see an increase there. So we're in the upcoming quarters. We might see a decline in one sector, but we're going to still continue to see an increase in another sector. All right. So next we're going to take a look at this company's uh, earning report. And actually let me zoom in for you guys. So you guys can follow along with me um let me zoom in some out a little bit so here we're just going to take a quick look normally i go very in detail on this but like i mentioned this is just going to be a quick video um, of each company so probably 10 minutes in each company so first this company's revenue is pretty much broken down into three types it's broken down into revenues from VAS, and this is valued Added services so this is where you have um, video games this is where you have like your music subscription your streaming platforms and anything that adds some form of value to to the person that's watching it and this was up 27% compared to same time last year the other part of their segment uh, of revenue comes from online advertisement and this is up actually 32 percent compared to same time last year and like i mentioned online advertising is if you guys might have the free version of the game you're going to see an increase of advertising there. in their video streaming platforms you might see some form of advertisement there the other sector and i don't think i actually mentioned this section they do have revenues from fintech and business services so tencent also has a a form of application that's similar to paypal and that's what they have here in this fintech and they also have some form of uh for example wealth management platform which is just a way maybe it might be like a stock trading platform but just a way to help people grow their wealth and this type of revenue is up 22 percent compared to same time last year All right, so now we're going to take a quick look at this company's income statement and just show that breakdown of revenue, right? We already know the three major types of revenue this company collects, which is that um, value added services, which we just discussed, the fintech and the online advertisement. It also has from others, but others is just so many different companies that it doesn't really have a major segment. So total revenues for this company was about $108 Remember, this is not in dollars. This is in the United States and the Chinese currency. Alright, so first is valued and added services value and added services like we talked about is the video games the social media the streaming platforms the music streaming that makes up about about a little bit like 62 percent of the total revenue the other 20 another 26 27 percent of this company's revenue comes from fintech and business services and like i mentioned right this company has some form of 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 wealth management application. And it also has like a form of PayPal application that it makes a nice portion of, of revenue. The next that makes up about 17% of this company's total revenue comes from, online advertisement this is the advertisement that they might put in any of their applications and it's actually pretty impressive all of these are seeing strong growth and we saw strong double digit growth compared to same time last year's and about one one percent actually comes from others and that's why others is not a big factor but i think it is pretty impressive to see um to see where this company's revenue breakdown is coming from next let's just take a look at this company's gross margins gross margins for this quarter were 49 percent compared to same time last year was 47 percent so that's actually pretty impressive to see a growth Unfortunately, operating margins for this company were 43% last last year compared to 34% this year. There was a huge drop. The biggest impact in there was just this company spent a lot more money in selling and marketing expenses as well as general and administrative expenses finally the company's profit margins for for the year actually ended up dropping as well last year they were 33% this year were 27% but obviously remember this year we did have covid-19 so they probably did use a lot of money for expenses to help out their overall businesses and employees all right so next let's take a look at this company's asset and balance sheet and if you guys know my channel um, and like always, guys, just random thing. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you guys are enjoying this content. But the balance sheet is my favorite document to take a look at. I feel you can learn so much about a company by this document alone. You can tell if they'll be able to survive any any head any any slow wins coming their way. So let's take a look at current assets first. And current assets re- actually no we're taking a look at non-current assets right now so these are any assets that are very hard to liquidize but have some form of value to them and this is comparing this quarter which ended march 31st compared to last quarter which ended december 31st um, so about three months ago so non-current assets so long-term assets is another way to put it long-term assets has actually increased by about 34 mil um 34 billion and remember this is not dollars this is in rent, rem and bees or whatever however it's pronounced um but it's 34 billion increase in there those biggest change actually came from investments in associates and financial assets at fair value through profits or loss so this is pretty much just any, both of these are actually any investments that this company has done through some other equity, through some other stocks, or some other type of assets that have increased over the time. And um, this is actually one that I feel is very volatile because depending on how the market is doing, this can go up or down depending on what type of equity they are. But seeing a $34 billion increase there is actually pretty good. Now let's take a look at this company's total current assets. So this company's total current assets are any assets that can actually be liquidized pretty quickly at that fair value. Last quarter, this company had about $253 billion. Right now it has $280 billion. So that's another increase of about $30 billion. So total assets in, in as a whole has, has seemed to increase by about $60 billion compared to just a quarter ago. And that's a good thing. One thing we want to see is total liabilities at an end to inc- it, to actually decrease. But if it does increase to do not see an increase as much as 60, as 60 billion, right? You want total assets to grow faster than total liabilities. So now let's take a look at just the current assets. The biggest change here has been, um, in the accounts receivable, prepayments, deposit, and others, which have increased by about Ten billion compared, ten billion each. So about twenty billion dollars there compared. The same time last quarter, and this just means that this company is owed a little bit more money from its customers. That's accounts receivable, and that it has prepaid some of its bills already, and that's the pre-made prepayments, deposit, and other assets. Then we have term deposits. So there's two things I wanted to take a look at. I do think one, two of the greatest assets to have is some actually one is cash and be able to have enough cash to survive bad times just like you and me right when things go bad when we lose a job when we lose anything the best thing and the best way to be able to sleep at night is to know we have some form of of safety fund and that's why I, i like looking at companies balance sheets because i want them to have some form of 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 protection fund and term deposits and cash and cash equivalents term deposits are pro- are like uh, a cd where you deposit some money and you'll collect it in, in some short term since we know this is in current assets we know these are term deposits that will end within the next 12 months so in total this company has about 180 maybe even 190 billion in, in cash which is pretty good 190 billion so over 50 percent of this company's Total current assets is mainly some form of quick cash, and I'm really liking that. So total assets is in the one trillion RMBs. Remember, this is not dollars. So now let's take a look at total liabilities. Remember, we saw about a sixty billion increase in total assets, and we're only seeing about a forty billion increase in total liabilities. So that's good. Even though total liabilities did increase, they did not increase at a fast rate compared to uh, at a faster rate than total assets. So that to me is, is, is good, right? You're building your cash faster than you're building your, your debt. So now let's take a look at just this company's current liabilities. So current liabilities, this company has about $253 billion in total, in total in current liabilities. 83 billion of that 253 is actually deferred revenue and for me um deferred revenue is pretty much a fake liability because this is cash that this company will eventually collect and if you guys don't know what deferred revenue is deferred revenue is for example let's say you have a subscription to netflix if you have a subscription to netflix and you have paid for the full year you already gave netflix your whole full year subscription payments but they've only provided you right now with one or two months of subscription those other 10 months remaining will be considered deferred revenue. Netflix is still going to provide you with that service. It's just the the amount that service has yet to be provided to you. So it's considered a liability to me. I don't really consider it much of a liability. Of course there is risk, but I do think the risk is low. So let's take over, over off that referred deferred revenue. And that pretty much brings this total liabilities total, current liabilities to 130 billion this company has enough cash and cash equivalents right how much right yeah this company has enough cash and cash equivalents to pretty much pay its total current liabilities um in a nutshell and that's pretty pretty impressive next let's take a look at this company's non-current liabilities and here the only ones i have highlighted are borrowings notes payables and long-term payables and these are money that they owe to some form of bank or some form of investors and that's about a little bit over 210 maybe 210 billion dollars there again this company can either pay any of those off and have some money left over which i think is actually pretty impressive and this company has a nice balance sheet all right so next we're actually going to take a quick look at this company's valuation and this actually um i think this one was a lot longer um huya is actually going to be pretty quick tencent just had a lot of different stuff to talk about but first let's take a look at this company's forward p e ratio for money expected to make in 2021 and for me if you guys don't haven't seen my channel i i valued companies very differently depending on the type of company they are um a growth company i pretty much value it based on the forward price to sales ratio um for 2021 or actually two years from now um if it's a okay company that's not growing anymore and it's pretty stable i kind of do a forward p e ratio if it's a company that's growing but it's also making money i like to take a look at both actually and go with there Tencent is actually one that i think is growing we saw heavy growth in every segment 22 growth in every segment over or over 20 percent, double digit growth that is a strong growth company this is a company that has a very strong balance sheet, able to probably pay off all its liabilities right now with its assets and that's actually a good thing to see just the overall markets that these companies are in i myself am pretty bullish on them so for me a 4 p e ratio of 2021 is about 27 27 i would think it's it's I wouldn't consider right now completely undervalued I want to cons- in my opinion I would say this is might be fairly valued at the moment again but just because these companies are in sectors that I am very bullish in I honestly I feel personally okay paying even a 30 forward P/E ratio for this company next let's take a look at a forward price to sales ratio for this company this company is growing very heavy and the forward price to sales ratio it has a 6.4 For me, this company is making money, it has very decent gross margins, and it has very decent profit margins. So I would be okay paying even up to like a eight four price to sales ratio. So even having a six point four seven again, it's a, it's not completely undervalued. But for me, this is a company I wouldn't mind holding. And again, I could be a hundred percent wrong. I am nowhere near professional, so none of this is advice. This is just my opinion on how I value a company. And like I said, it's always important to determine how you value the company and determining what type of company um, and how what type of company that is. For example, like I said, for me, Tencent is both a a strong company and a growing company. So I take a look at both. All right, so the next company I'm actually going to take a look at is Huya. And Huya is also a company that I found due to esports, my esports bullishness. And Huya is a company that pretty much does live streaming for their games um tencent actually owns a part of huya who knew who knew that the, one of the biggest monsters out there in china owns another another p- company that i'm pretty bullish on um but huya like i said if you guys know anything about esports about twitch video gaming facebook gaming um, i mean youtube gaming facebook gaming or mixer this is pretty much that version of them in china you pretty much play your game and you stream it and then you make money you can make money and they make money off advertisement So, huya stock price has actually been pretty crazy and compared to february 20th this company is down i want to say about 25 percent and just on this past day it was down about nine percent so this company is definitely kicking some rocks right now and it's not a good feeling but but for me long term i am the this is company that i can i am very bullish on so let's take a look at the most recent earnings, most recent earnings for this company. Um, good thing, since this is a company reported, the other company, Tencent wasn't over the counter. So if you have Robin hood, I don't think you can purchase it, but if you have companies like fidelity, a broker like fidelity or TD Ameritrade, you could actually do it. But Huya is traded in, in the United States market. So obviously um, we're going to see their values in United States dollar, which I think is pretty helpful. So quarter one, non-gap earnings per share was beat by one penny and was 16 cents and gap earnings per share also beat by a penny, which was 10 cents. Revenue for this company was $340 million and is up 48% compared to same time last year. So there's not much more to talk about Huya in any form like we did for Tencent. So let's just take a look at their numbers. Net income increased about 170% compared to the same time last year but we saw from this company's revenue this company is a very small company so it is normal to see this high triple digit growth on um, revenue. They do have um, average mobile monthly active users of Huya increased about 38% compared to same time last year and that's uh, set to up to 74 million users. Average monthly active users, which includes their website platform, um, which only includes their website platform, is up 22.2% compared to the same time last year, and is up to 151 million users. Mobile users tend to be lower, but that's why you see a heavier growth there. And um, finally, total number of paying users of Huya Live in the first quarter of 2020 reached 6.1 million. So only a few portion of them are paying users, but those that are not paying users, just like any free application, they get some form of advertisement and this increase in paying users was up 13% compared to same time last year. All right, next we're gonna talk about Tencent. Tencent in April of 2020, so just recently became the largest shareholder of Huya. And it has helped them strengthen their overall platform just because Tencent brings so much more to the table is allowing them to grow at a faster rate. Next, let's just take a look at this company's revenue breakdown. And this company's revenue breakdown is pretty much in two sectors. Most of this company's revenue comes from, this company collected about $340 million of revenue. Three hundred and twenty out of that three hundred and forty comes from live streaming, and that live streaming revenue is up forty six percent compared to same time last year. A small portion of this company's revenue actually comes from advertisement. Only twenty million out of that three hundred and forty million comes from advertisement, and this actually grew seventy four percent compared to same time last year. And this is actually because advertisement for this company has only really continued this company really started to focus on advertising in just the quarter three of 2019. So advertising is still pretty new, but the amount of growth, they are expected to go here is actually pretty crazy. So now let's just take a quick look at this company's balance sheet. And let's, this was going to be actually pretty quick. So this company's total liabilities this quarter was about 2.58 billion compared to 2.6 billion last year so that's a decrease of about a hundred million dollars um and the reason i want to talk about total liabilities real quick there hasn't been much change there but this company if we take a look at the total assets this company's current cash short-term deposits and short-term investments can pretty much just all this can pretty much is about 10 10 billion is about 10 billion dollars let's just say dollars just to to do it so that 10 billion dollars can actually pay off its company's total liabilities and still have eight billion dollars in cash to pretty much do anything so for me there's actually nothing really to take a look at the balance sheet this is a very strong balance sheet and a balance sheet i would even give like if it was a grade i would give it like a b plus so next let's just take a final quick look at this company's valuation and this company again strong growth and a company already producing forward earnings So right now, for December 2021, it has a forward PE ratio of 15.24. This to me, I consider very, very cheap, and I would honestly consider this an undervalued. For December 2021, the forward price to sales ratio is 1.77. So for these reasons, I am very bullish in Huya, and this is why these two companies are my favorite. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Remember, I am nowhere near professional, none of this is advice, and these are just my thoughts. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button take care guys see you next time and peace out